0: Welcome to For the Love of Dharma. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. This podcast will help you be more joyful, remember your purpose, and live life on your terms. Get ready to get inspired. Here we go. Hi, friends. Happy December. There is a lot packed into today's episode, so we're just going to dive right in. Today's guest is Katherine Flynn. She's a life coach and she teaches intuitive development and an introduction to channeling. In this episode, we talk about the importance of following the breadcrumbs and letting your guides lead you where you need to go, the mind-body-soul connection, how it feels to be in alignment, and how automatic writing is a form of channeling, as well as other tips for getting in touch with your intuition. I think you're going to love this conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome Catherine to the show. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. And we were talking a little bit before, and you actually don't live all that far from me. So that is fun. Everyone I talk to is like really far away. (laughs) (laughs) Small world. Sometimes people just pop up next door. That's right. All right. The way I like to start all of my guest episodes is by having you choose either blue or red. And I have a blue book and a red book, and I'll choose a question from whichever one you pick. Okay, blue. What will be invented in the future to help major cities with their traffic jams? I think we're going to end up with cars that, or transportation that doesn't actually need a road. You know, think about the Jetsons. Like a lot of that stuff has already been created. I was <laughs> watching that as a kid. Like, wow, that's so cool. And you know, they had that hover around car thing that George would drive all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's where we're going. I mean, if you think about the I think there's already a little bit of that technology with trains over in Asia. I think it's just a matter of time. I think it's funny that you mentioned the Jetsons because they used to talk to each other with video chat, much how we're doing today. And I was like, oh, my God, please. No, I do not ever want to see people when I'm talking to them on the phone. And now it is a part of my everyday life. Yeah. I mean, you think about like, remember Rosie? The, uh-huh. the I mean, she like there are those things out there now. I was at a restaurant few weeks ago and like they literally had this robot thing deliver the food and like you just had to pull it off and then it would like disappear and I'm like okay this is weird like so weird I've seen in big cities where they have it's like DoorDash but it's with a robot Mm -hmm. and and I'm like that is so bizarre if you're just walking down the street and there's this little robot carrying bags of food Definitely coming. Oh, so fascinating. All right. I would love for you to tell my listeners, what was Catherine like as a child? What did you like to do? What was your personality like? Oh, I was very quiet and shy. I I didn't really rock the boat. I always did what was expected. You know, my parents always said they could take me anywhere because I was the kid that just kind of sat there and was quiet and didn't do a whole lot. You know, and I like to, to read or just kind of tinker by myself, um, you know, play by, you know, play by myself. So yeah, it was just kind of more quiet, shy and very introverted. Do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? For a while, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, And then that kind of shifted into different things where there were a few other things that I came across. And then I was like, okay, where, where do I go? What do I do with that? So it's odd. I still teach now just in a very different, you know, I don't teach traditional school or kids or anything like that. So I kept some of that, but yeah, I didn't stick with it. I ended up in, in multi-unit management when I, when I got out of college. So, Mm. and what do you do now? So now I do life coaching um, and I also do channeling Um, and then I do teaching of like intuitive development classes or of, um, you know, automatic writing or intro to channeling. So um, tonight I'm actually doing an Equinox ceremony. Yeah. So for my listeners who may not be familiar with channeling, what is channeling? Channeling is really where I allow a collective energy of Druids. Um, so I work with the Druid consciousness to really kind of come in and speak through me and let the information come directly from them and from, you know, source or God or universe or whatever you want to call it, really come through with, without my own opinions or biases or thoughts or even my verbiage. Um, sometimes they'll use words that I'm like, I don't even know what that word is, or I haven't said that word in 10 years. And so I'll, I'll use that. Um, and the messages are just, they're very direct and it, I always say, it's what the soul wants you to know what it wants you to hear. Mm. So who are the Druids? Yeah. So the Druids are um, a consciousness. Um, well, they were humans for a while. They were on the planet from anywhere from around three, 400 BC all the way up to about 13, 1400 AD. Um, they started off in Turkey and kind of got persecuted and pushed over to what we would now think of as like Ireland and Scotland area. Um, they were very connected to the earth. Um, they were um, the healers of their times, worked a lot with herbs, with plants lived outside the cities so people would come to them if they needed healing or sometimes, you know, they had extra food, they were kind of there to help, but they were always kind of on the outskirts because they really talked about how you work with, you know, the energies of the earth and the elements of the earth to heal yourself, to realign, you know, to provide what what you need. And so they never wrote anything down. So a lot of their history has been lost. They were around, they were pretty strong around the time of, of Julius Caesar and he wrote or was it, I don't know if it was him or Augusta, one of the Caesars, but a lot of the information we have comes from information that he, that um the Romans had written down about them. That's really interesting. Yeah. So how does it work if you want to talk to them? What do you what is what does the channeling process look like? Well, for me, it's pretty simple. I kind of just, it's weird, kind of like open up and then they just like kind of just pop in. I pull back and I just let them take, take over. But every channel has their own process. Some do it in different ways. And and I channel in really three different ways. I can do trance channel with them where they're fully in control and, and they're just speaking and I'm fully removed from the body and from the consciousness. I also do kind of a semi trance where they're there and they're talking through, but I'm I'm still somewhat in control. And then I do what I call like an interpreter channeling where they're telling me stuff and I'm just kind of letting it come out, but I put my own spin on it at times. So when they speak a lot of times, it's not very humanized because it's been so long since they've had lifetimes that when they don't grasp or we as humans won't grasp it because it's so high level that a lot of times I'll put my own spin on like, okay, this is what they're saying. Now, let me tell you what this means. So I always do that with my clients too, is say, okay, let's humanize this for you, because this is a lot of information, very high level, and let's see how it fits to you. And then I can kind of tell them anything I saw and anything that fits and utilize kind of my, because I'm a, any channel, there's also a psychic and kind of use those things as well to give them a little more clarity. Wow. So how did you get started in this channeling world? Um, I wouldn't say I started, I would say I was kind of given it like told. I started originally by um, taking a tarot class. So I'd always known about psychic work. And I'd always believed in angels and spirit guides and that, you know, people could see things, you know, I'd always believed in that But I never really thought I had the abilities, but was interested in learning. So I decided to take a tarot class and was amazed at how well I did on the first class. Even um, the director of the center, I ended up reading for like the first one we had to do after we went through, you know, this whole morning of, of learning what each of the cards. And she's like, you're spot on. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought I would get nothing. So from there, then I started practicing tarot with this group. And one of the classes that I showed up to, um, oddly enough, I was the, well, it wasn't odd anymore, knowing the, knowing how my guides work, but I was the only one who showed up with the teacher of tarot and then the director of the center that night. She said, okay, let's, you go ahead and read me, like read my cards, tell me what. And that was the night that I channeled for the first time. And it was one of my guides. She knew exactly what was going on. I had no clue. And that was kind of the beginning of it. And she asked "Where?" she goes, do you know what you just, just happened? I said, I have no idea. She goes, you channel. And it was now I've been on this journey of growing my gifts and realigning the vibration of my body and my soul to theirs, you know, getting those, those, they always hate it when I say, you know, I'm elevating my vibration. Cause there's like, there's no elevation. They hate high and low because it's <laughs> good or bad. They're like, But you're just realigning yourself with ours to make the information flow at a different rate and easier. Uh, It's easier on my my physical body. I used to be just wiped out. You know, I would channel, and then it was like I'd be on the couch for 20 minutes. You know, even after just two minutes of channeling, now I mean, I can go up to two hours, and sometimes I'm still okay. So you know, I'm just kind of working with that, bringing a new beings and collectives that are teaching me things and letting me share that their information with others and really growing from there. I love how you just kind of keep following the breadcrumbs and like you started with a tarot class, but then you like learn from that and you just keep going. And I think that's such a great metaphor for life in general. Oh, it is. If everyone just, and and I work with a lot of my clients on this too. I'm like, and I'm sure you do as well with your, when you, when you work with the clients, if people would just follow what they're guided to do and get the mind and the ego out of the way, it is so amazing what happens. I've really spent the last two years working on that where I finally said, okay, I'm going to do this work full time. I left my my old corporate life and really said, okay, I'm going to do it. So I get an inkling, okay, I need to go here. I don't know why, but I'm going to go there. And then I end up meeting someone or I'm going to go here and I'm like, oh my, that makes so much sense. Or I'm going to travel or I'm going to, you know, I'm just following where I need to go and people are like why are you gonna do that I'm like well I don't know but it just feels right and so I'm gonna go with it because I know that it's my it's my the universe and my guides leading me where I need to go because when I used to fight it and say oh no I can't do that or the mind would get involved you know like you can't go down to Texas for a month this year like that's stupid like there's no way but now I'm like all right it'll work out and it does that is such a great story. And I think that really describes the difference between the, I almost think it's like two different sets of people right now, because there's the there are the people who do listen to their intuition and they just go and they don't need a logical reason. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the majority of people who are like in their heads. And they're like, you want me to go to Texas? That makes no sense. I have a job. I have kids. I have a dog. I whatever. And they don't listen. And I think that that is where the decision point lies in which direction your life is going to go. Yeah. And, and being able to differentiate when it's your your mind and your ego. And when it's the guides, like I spent a lot of time where I'd make a decision and I'm like, oh, I thought I was in alignment. And then I would hear my, you know, my guides talking behind me going, yeah, that's what you always think. Like it's finding that balance. And the big thing that they, I've always been talking about with my guides and even with, with clients or in some of my teachings is, you know, the mind, the body and the soul are kind of like a triangle or a tripod. And they all have to be in truly alignment you know just like if a tripod one leg is shorter or longer than the others, it's gonna fall over. if you have those all perfectly balanced and they're all working in harmony with each other, your life is gonna naturally flow you're gonna know what nutrients your body needs you're gonna need you're gonna know you know, what your soul is asking for your what your mind is coming in, but your mind isn't going to take over with your ego, it's going to kind of just settle there and work together. And not to say there aren't times when you know, our egos get up, or we get triggered, or we get really upset about something. But at least if we're in alignment, our soul can go calm down, it's okay. Like, we're going to get through this. And then you know, the mind and ego go, okay, yeah, you're right, you know, and it just kind of takes you back down again. I love the triangle. And I think that I am learning more and more and more as I get further into my journey, just how much those three are all intertwined Mm -hmm. and that the mind does affect the body, does affect the soul. And there is no part of it that you can separate out and make its own thing because Mm -hmm. they are all so tied together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can truly see when someone's out of balance with them, you know, and people can feel it, um, even though they don't realize it, but they they'll start to feel it or they'll have ailments in their body or, you know, other things that'll come up. Yeah. So let's talk about if you're out of alignment or versus in alignment, what might that look like or feel like to somebody? I always tell people that the first thing they need to do is start listening to their body. So our bodies tell us so much about what's going on with our alignment So if someone tells me like, oh, I've been having this issue with my ankle. And I'm like, okay, did you injure it? No. Did you do anything? No, but it just hurts. Okay, well, let's look at what you need your ankle for. You need your ankle to walk. You need it to move forward. So what are you not wanting to move forward with in your life? Sometimes they're like, well, nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just put that in the backside. And as we start talking more, it ends up coming up that, you know, that they have, they've had a big fight with their sibling and they need to reevaluate where they're at and need to make some decisions. And I'm like, okay, you don't want to move forward with this because it might be hard. So if we listen to where we are and we find that, that true balance of it, you know, your body is telling you that, you know, our bodies tell us all the time what vitamins or minerals it needs, but our minds tell us because we are told and our belief and our programming is all like, Oh, you have to eat, you know, broccoli three times a week and you've got to have cauliflower and then you've got to have, you know, limit your fruits because there's too much sugar in it. And, you know, you have to have a high protein or, you know, or keto's the new way to lose weight or no, before it was no carb or it was no fat or whatever it was. But if we listen to truly what our body wants and needs, instead of our mind taking control, it will always be, there are some mornings that I get up and I might not eat in the morning. Because my body's like, I don't need any food. You had enough, like like I might've had a big dinner the night before, or I get up in the morning and it's like, I don't want the protein shake you were probably gonna have or the coffee. I want the enchiladas from last night. And I'm like, why do I have this need for enchiladas? But I'm like, well, I'll just reheat them from last night because there maybe it was the tofu I put in them or it was some of the chilies in the sauce that, you know, is is giving me something. So it's all about kind of just checking in. Um, And I tell people to as well to really muscle test, you know, so you can do it with the two fingers together, you know, pulling what is yes, what is no, or you can do it with leaning, you know, standing on two feet and saying what is yes, and you will lean one way or the other. But it's all about taking your mind out of, out of it and just like going down and just asking. People are always amazed when they're like, I'm so shocked at what happened, even with decisions they need to make or, you know, should I go here or should I go there? That that really takes that ego or that mind out because the body and the mind and the soul want to be in alignment. Like our souls came into these bodies, these machines to really help us have this human experience. So it wants us to try new things. It wants us to experience those. It wants us to be out in nature and, and, you know, or go to the mall and see all these people and see technology. Like it wants us to experience it in a human way, but if we're not listening to it or we're not listening to what nutrient our body needs, then that's where we're gonna fall off a little bit. So those are just a few things that will help, that should help your listeners as they're going. That's such good advice. And I think that if you can get quiet and really listen to your body, it will tell you what you need, but you have to be willing to listen. And at first it's probably not going to talk real loud. So you have to kind of like allow the quiet to come in so you can actually hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well like the one thing that throws people off is someone will be like, Oh my gosh, I love chocolate, but I just eat it too much. So I tell myself I can't have it in the house and I can't have it. And I go, Well, why? And they're like, Well, because it's I, you know, it makes me fat or it keeps me up all night. And I'm like, but is it that your body wants it or your mind wants? It? If your mind wants it, that's a totally different story. But would you get the super dark pieces of, you know, cacao? And you could have one of those in the day when you really have that craving is your body looking for magnesium. There's a huge, a lot of people are magnesium deficient and there's other ways to get it, but that's the one that most people can recognize with. And I had one client go, "Oh, I never thought of it that way. I said, so don't buy the one filled with milk and sugar and all of that, but buy the super dark one and just see. And that's what it was. Her body wanted an element in that cacao that really helped her. And she's like one square and then she was done. And that was the end of that craving because she was giving the body what she needed. and the, But the mind was saying, oh no, you can't have that. You can't have that. Yeah. I've noticed that for myself because there are a lot of times with food specifically, since that's what we're talking about, that I will want something to eat and it is 100% in my mind. Like, I would like a sleeve of cookies, please. Thank you. <laughs> when your body's going, you know, we don't want cookies. <laughs> right? And then I feel like shit after and uh-huh. you know, because and I'm pretty sure I have some sort of a dairy intolerance. But since I live in Wisconsin, I refuse to acknowledge it. But I love my milk and ice cream and all of cheese, all of those things. And I feel terrible after I eat them. But I'm like, not to that point where it's like so bad that I'm willing to change just yet. Yeah. But when I sit down and have milking cookies. It's 100% my head my body does not like it at nope. all. Nope. And the, but the good thing is you at least recognize it. You're just saying, I recognize it. I know it, but I'm still going to do it versus someone who won't, doesn't recognize it. And then, you know, doesn't understand why they maybe don't feel good that night. So you mentioned earlier, automatic writing. So I'm curious, what is that for my listeners that aren't familiar with it? Yeah. Automatic writing is when really it's, it's a form of channeling and it's how I have a lot of my students begin with channeling. And really you put the pen in your hand on paper and you just clear your mind and let the words come without really the mind being involved. So I always tell people to start off with, you know, they can start off writing. This is the dumbest thing I've ever been told to do before and just start writing that. And then all of a sudden it's like words will come, more thoughts. And it's like, just put them down, just write them down. Don't worry about spelling or grammar or just put it down. And that is really that opening flow of that information coming through from your guides or source or loved ones who've passed or whomever you work with and really letting that flow. I've had clients that have written letters from loved ones who have passed that didn't even realize it till they like look down at the end. They're like, Whoa, that was from my mom or that have gotten information for themselves. I used to automatic write with typing because my penmanship is terrible. So I, I was able to do it that way. But I really had to make sure if I knew that I typed something wrong, like I hit the wrong key, if I went back to just fix it it would throw me off and then I wouldn't be able to continue. So I just had to let all the typos flow in there and all of the, the, the all of that stuff come through. So that was kind of part of my opening. So I would tell everyone, all of your listeners, give it a try, see how it is. It may not work the first time, um, but try a meditation and quiet your mind and just see what comes through. And then over time, as you do it, if you put it all in a journal, you can look back and see where you have come and where you're going. Yeah. I think for me, when I first started it and I don't do it often enough, for sure. But because I would have a question in my mind, because it was weird for me to just sit down and be like, just tell me whatever, which I can do now. But when I very first was starting, I was like, I had to have some sort of question in mind. And so I would write down my question. And then I would just sort of take a minute to like quiet my mind. It was, you know, it was, I guess, maybe a mini meditation. It was just a little bit so I could kind of get more in my body and out of my head. And then I would let it go. But like you were saying, like, you have to Be really aware that you can't stop and go back and read what you just wrote or, you know, if your handwriting's really bad or if you have typos or whatever, you have to just let it go. Yeah. And just know that it's that it's okay. That's part of it. Or even like, oh, I used the wrong word. What might be the right word? You might go back and go, oh, that was the right word. Mm. So do you think anyone can channel whether it's through automatic writing or doing what you do? Absolutely. I think everybody has abilities in channeling or, or psychicness, no matter what. I think we're all very different. You know, I always use the analogy with people, you know, all of us can play basketball. We can all get a ball and shoot a hoop. Now, some people will be in the NBA, a small percentage, but we can all do it. So I look at, I tell all of my clients, I'm like, We can all do it. Our levels might be different, but it doesn't mean that we can't practice and get there and get to that level that that fits for you. And so some of the things that I tell people to do is automatic writing is a good way. If you're finding that's really tough and you're just trying to develop your intuition, um, some of the practices that I have is I'll tell people, okay, take a magazine or a catalog doesn't matter which one it is. And I want you to pick a page number and then just think, okay, so if it's page 21, what's on page 21 and just jot down everything you think that's on there and then go ahead and open up the catalog and see, okay, was I right? And you might not, you're not going to be spot on a hundred percent. Like even I don't get it exactly with what's on there, but I get elements of it that are important. Maybe a woman was wearing a blue sweater and I had blue, or, you know, maybe I kept seeing this, this orange sun, Well, maybe it was actually an orange flower, you know, look on the page before and the page after which one, the pages they were touching, see, see where that is. That's a fun way to just kind of know, am I in that space where I'm listening or am I not? And then try it again, pick a different page. And when I use this practice with students, they always look at the front of the catalog and go. Oh, well, this is a home catalog. So I know there's going to be couches and chairs and you know, so they're writing, their mind is telling them what's in it. It never fails. They open up to the page and I just choose a page at random. And I usually haven't flipped through these to know what's in them. That page won't have anything to do with home stuff. You know, it'll be like something, you know, you think it's furniture and all of a sudden this is like the housewares or the window collection, you know, and they're like, Oh, and I'm like, so your mind was in the way. So how do we get back to that other space? And sometimes I even like to do that. I'm really into Oracle cards and I've just gotten back into tarot. I was into tarot, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, and I'm just starting to get back into tarot now, but I'll just randomly pick a deck, pick a card, you know, like what is the message for me today? Or what do I need to know? And that's another way that I allow spirit to just come talk to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love picking a card, you know, picking a card every morning or every night to say, what is the message of the day today? Or what is the day going to bring for me? That's a huge way just interpret it and and roll with it. And if you don't like your card, don't pick another one, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) accept it and understand it. And then think about, okay, what, what is what is it telling you? And what do you need to be aware of or shift or realign? Yeah. I love to pick cards for my clients too, At like the middle or end of our session. And then it's nine times out of 10, it's what we've already just been talking about. And they're like, how did you pick that card? And I'm like, (laughs) it it picked you, you know? Absolutely. So what do you think are some of maybe the most profound messages that you've gotten? Oh boy, that's tough. (laughs) A lot of them I don't remember. I'll be honest with you. People say, oh my God, that was amazing. I think the, the big ones and the messages that they're trying to get through to people is just focus on you and be in alignment. Um, you know, there's so much programming and judgment and belief out there and find out what fits to you. You know, it, does this make sense to you or is it not? Is it in your truth or is it not? And really kind of come to that conclusion and know that each individual You know, we each chose our bodies to inhabit and our time on this earth and and, and our learnings that we wanted to come here. So instead of being upset or mad or comparing us to others, look at it as our own journey. You know, don't say, oh, they have this and I want that. Like, oh my gosh, Heather, you have a podcast. I'd love to have a podcast. No, I'm excited you have a podcast. You know, like look at it from that standpoint of how can we help each other, Instead of how do we continue to be angry or send out that wrong vibrational energy that's a that's a lot of what what they've talked about and just how we don't appreciate our bodies and the earth. you know our bodies are earth, they're from the earth, they're going to stay with the earth. We're just borrowing it or using it for this lifetime. How can we give gratitude back to our bodies and to the earth we 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 treat both of them very poorly, and so how can we just be happy and appreciate where we're at and what it's providing for us? Those are the bigger messages that they that have come across. Those are really important. I think we live in this competitive society where it's either or, or if you have it, I can't have it. Instead of like, can we just celebrate everybody's success and just be be happy that you know and, <laughs> and encourage each other? Yeah. Exactly, in that there is abundance for everybody. You know, people always say, you know, they talk a lot about manifestation. And I did a I did a video once that someone asked me about, or an interview, and someone asked me about manifestation. I said, manifestation is always the ground of it, and that's what we're told. Oh, you have to manifest that. Oh, you're not in right alignment. You haven't done that. But if you are truly on your path and you're truly aligned, your body, mind, and soul with your path, you're not trying to create a new path what you need and what you're going to, is going to come to you. You know, I might say I want to manifest a $10 million house, but that's not on my path, nor do I personally want one. But you know, it's like that whole thing, like what fits with you just because someone else has, it doesn't mean that I need it or that I even want it. And so it's all about how can we just say, okay, what is it that I need and what I want? And how can I, bring that and then bring like-minded people with me. How can I bring people that support me along my journey instead of people that write me down or comparing me to this or say, oh, you don't have that. It's all about just this oneness piece that we're going through. Mm, Yeah. And I think too, it's manifestation is about How do you want to feel? So you might think that that $10 million house is going to make you feel a certain way. But if you start to get really clear on the feeling that you're chasing, you may find that in a bazillion different places. Exactly. Yeah. And so then why? So then, yeah, if you go after the feeling, it all comes to you. And if you're in alignment, you're going to have that feeling, whether you got the $10 million house or not, you're going to go, Oh, I have, I have that. And just changing that mindset, looking at, you know, say, you know, you have a listener who's got a job that they just can't stand, you know, and they're like, oh, but I have to work. I need an income. I need this. Well, first of all, let's change your mindset on the job. So let's say, okay, it's providing me what I need. Then let me look at a different job that I could do that maybe brings me more joy. And I've had so many people that say, Oh, I can't do that job because I don't have the training or I, that's not my industry. I'm in, or this isn't that. And I'm like, but why are you putting roadblocks in your way? You can apply for it. What's the worst thing that happens? They don't call you back. Big deal. Like, okay. But look at is that you belong in that job. The one thing we don't feel is we never feel like we belong in things and we're always not good enough or too good for that. Or, you know, we always separate ourselves. If we feel a belonging to where that is, it will happen. The universe will provide us what we need. And so just by that shifting, you know, that client ended up getting, she's like, I never in a million years thought I'd get this job. I'm like, yeah, you know, but it was right in alignment and it was on your next step. Don't Mm -hmm. put those um, blocks in the way. I always say, if you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them, you know? So stop doing that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And there's some things, you know, it's like if you're a teacher, you can't apply to be, you know, a cardiologist. Like, okay, there's going to be a little thing there. But if you are a teacher, can you apply for something in customer service or learning and development for another company? Or do you fully change and go into office management? Or, you know, like there's so many different ways you can look at it, but people just pigeonhole themselves. Absolutely. So I would love for you to tell my listeners, where can they find you and how can they work with you? They can find me through my website, which is thechanneledsource.com or on um, Facebook or Instagram. Um, I also have it on there as the channeled source. I offer, you know, sessions through there. I also offer like a 20 minute complimentary, just like meet me session so just to get to know me, feel my energy, see if, you know, they feel like it's a good fit to work with me. So I do offer that. Those they can find on my website and schedule those directly there. I'm in the Chicagoland area, so, you know, keep an eye out. I'm always doing events or, or teaching at different places around. So you can find me there as well or at different fairs or things Um I kind of pop up in odd places sometimes, but I just go with where I'm told to go or what I feel, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll go here. I'll go there. I'll have to keep an eye out and see if you're ever anywhere. I really try to avoid the city of Chicago as much as I can. (laughs) I, it's beautiful and there's amazing events and beautiful venues. I just, the driving, I'm, I just can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm going to be up at Gray's Lake here in the next few months. So maybe we can, yeah, we'll have to connect up there sometime when I'm up there doing events. Yeah. That's not too far for me. All right. Before I let you go, I like to ask my guests five rapid fire questions, meaning you don't have to answer quickly. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. And it's just a way for my listeners to get to know you a little better. Wonderful. What is something that makes you laugh? People. (laughs) Isn't people watching like the best Coffee oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you can leave me in an airport and I am a happy person. Some, I live above a coffee shop. Sometimes I just go down there in the coffee shop and I'm just like watching people walk down the sidewalk and I do it without judgment or opinion. I just, I love how people just show themselves or, or have their confidence or, you know, it's just, it's great. Yeah. Mm, same. Yeah. I don't, I, it's, I'm not doing it with judgment, but man, there are just some fascinating people in this world. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What were you doing the last time that you lost track of time? That was yesterday. I was reading and I I have this ability to change timelines and um, literally stopped time in this timeline for a while. I I was like, I've read 100 pages. How has it only been a half hour? I feel like I've had similar things happen to me where, yeah, when I'm just really in the zone of something, it's like... Time just slows way down, and sometimes as the veil is lifting, it's like time—the time and space are completely disappearing. And I started doing some some portal work, and I noticed ever since I started working in that realm of portals, I really can adjust or change. You know, even when I go to bed at night, I say, "Okay, I I only have five hours to sleep, but I need eight hours tonight." So you need to give me, and I'll wake up feeling like I had eight hours. I think that's, and we're sort of getting off the subject here, but I think (laughs) that's okay. But I think if you put the intention out into the universe of like, hey, I could really use your help here because I need some more time to get this done or whatever. I think the universe more times than not is going to help you out. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely will. All right. Next question. What is something you are excited about right now? I am excited about, I'm starting a new company right now and I'm really excited about it. Tell us more. It's called a vibrant way. I'm partnering with a really good friend of mine. Who's also a medical intuitive and it's all about really healing and how to live a vibrant life. So we're, we're just kind of getting it off the ground. Um, We don't even have a website yet, but It just, it just keeps calling to me and I'm really excited to see where it goes. And it's all about group learning. So we don't do anything individual with people, but, you know, we, we're going to start doing um, events at places or um, if someone calls and says, Hey, I've got like, you know, five good friends, we want to do a session in time. So yeah, that's what I'm excited for right now. Ooh, I'm excited for you. That sounds really fun. Thank you. All right. How would your best friend describe you? They would probably describe me as a little odd at times, but I think they would also say that I'm very loyal and direct and that you always know where I'm at. That's Mm -hmm. a good quality to have for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to get there, but like I, when, you know, that saying you call a spade a spade, I am, I'm that way. And I just, I just know, and I'll give people my opinions and thoughts and, I don't care if they take them or not, you know, but I'm just going to provide what I think they need. Yeah. And I think I was watching something on TikTok. I think it was last night and it was talking about being truthful and doing it in a kind way. And that's what really matters. So you can be a total jerk and be, you know, telling the truth and okay, that's fine. But when you do it from a kind place, it has so much more impact. It does. Yeah. It's all about just putting everything out with love. All right. Last question. Knowing... Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? (laughs) This question came up last Friday when I was out with friends at dinner. What I would tell myself, um, and I'll say the exact same thing they said, 18, 20 year old self. And I would really tell her don't worry about what other people think or what other people expect you to do. Go and make your own path and have fun. I did not have enough fun. I didn't start having fun until I got into my 30s. And I'm like, you know what? Life is too short. So those are really the two things that I would go back and tell her. I don't think she'd listen to me. Um, cause she was pretty set in her ways, but that, that would be my thought. And that's what I would tell anybody right now is just try the unexpected and have fun and, and do what. Do what makes gives you passion. Don't think about what other people want. Yes, I could not agree more. My whole mission on this planet is to get people to stop living their lives according to other people's expectations and to do it with joy and fun and play. Absolutely. Yeah, that is totally right. Catherine, this has been so much fun. I love having conversations like this and you have made my day. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. I've loved this too. And I've connected with someone close by me. So that's wonderful. Yay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Isn't it fascinating how much information you can get when you just quiet your mind and let the messages come through? Whether it's loved ones that have passed, spirit guides you have, the druids, or some other loving energy that watches over you, if you allow yourself to be open to what is coming through, you might be surprised by how things can shift in your life. If this is something new to you, or even if it isn't, let this be an invitation to go ahead and try an automatic writing session to see what messages the other side has for you. As always, I appreciate you being here. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me for you to subscribe or follow my podcast on whatever platform you choose. Sending you so much love. Thanks for listening. Have a magical day. This podcast episode is brought to you by Prompts to Purpose, my free workbook that will help you stop spinning your wheels and start remembering your gifts inside you'll find 25 journal props to get you thinking about things in a new way so that you can find your purpose and start living the life of your dreams if you're ready to dive in get on my email list by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my instagram bio and i'll send it over come on in and see what everyone is talking about